What's cracking? Big. Oh, welcome, bike to the channel. Welcome, bike to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is B D G E. Big dogs gotta eat. Every Thursday, we are going through all of my fantasy leagues, every one of my fantasy teams, and we are setting my lineup. Okay. One of these days, I'm just going to put a, a voting, a poll in YouTube on the video and just have you guys vote. And whatever it comes out to, that's going to be my sit start decision for the week. I'm not even going to talk through nothing. I'm not going to think about anything. And if y'all don't want to think about your sit starts either, my rankings are live on the website. That is bdge.store forward slash community. Rankings went live about an hour ago. So for those of y'all that are already a big dog member or a goat member, uh, they are live up on the websites. All right, let's <laughs> let's uh EJ. EJ, EJ, I know you're creeping in here. I know you want my advice. I'll let you know who uh who you should be sitting and who you should be starting on your team. And that's who we're playing against in the first matchup. All right, let's take it to the streets. Let's take it to sleeper. All your girls belong to the streets. I need to put the AC on. Be right back. All right, we bike. Uh, what's cracking, everybody? So um, here's the first matchup we got on our hands. This is the NYC League, the Thump and Thrash League. Mr. Brett, who actually won the league last year, is in first place. So you absolutely hate to see that. I came away with a big dub last week, week four. So we're sitting at two and two. The whole league's at two and two right now. So that shit don't matter. When we look at my team. We've got some some decisions to make here. Uh, possibly at quarterback, actually, now that I think about it, because we got Russ, who's been underperforming, but I'm not sitting Russ because our other two options are Ryan Tannehill and Jared Goff. And in that, we do have a decision to make because Ryan Tannehill has not been playing great, okay? He's been playing okay, but without A.J. Brown and without Julio Jones, we're just not seeing a whole lot of production from him. And uh, and they're going to give Derrick Henry upwards of 52 carries again this week. That being said, A.J. Brown did return to practice, I believe. Julio Jones missed practice yesterday. I don't know if we have any new updates on that. Let me uh, let me take a little sneaky peeky at it. Anytime you're, look, you're looking for news on a player, honestly, your best bet is to go to twitter and just search the player's name oh this is how the internet's gonna act today all right this is gonna be a long video for everybody Let's see julio jones all right this is just out of control over to people i follow injury update 18 hours ago aj brown's able to return to practice got a limited session Okay, so we have nothing from today, but the fact that he's already not practicing, not even in a limited fashion, tells me he's probably not going to be suiting up for this game, which means Julio's going to end up having to be on my bench, most likely. This is a tight end premium league, so for now, we'll throw Goddard in there. I'm going to have to pick someone up off the waiver wire. I could probably drop Freeman. I could drop 
Jackson. Actually, Joe Mixon is likely going to be out, so I'm probably going to end up throwing Samaji P. Ryan into my flex, but we were talking about quarterback. So Ryan Tannehill, Jared Goff. Now, Jared Goff goes against Minnesota. However, Jared Goff's going to be missing like his top three linemen, which is uh, going to be a hit to the entire offense there. Jared Goff's going to be without Ragnow. He's going to be probably without any uh, Sewell, Penny Sewell, excusez-moi, and uh forget someone else. Maybe I think Taylor Decker. So he's going to be without three of his top linemen, which is going to make his Sunday an absolute nightmare. We have um, Ryan Tannehill probably getting A.J. Brown back, and he's going against Jacksonville. So you know what? This is not really a decision I have to make right now. We're going to keep Ryan Tannehill in the lineup. Now, Oh, never mind. I can't put Samaji P. Ryan in because I have Joe Mixon as well. So if Joe Mixon sits, we're going to throw Samaji P. Ryan in there. I'm expecting Joe Mixon to miss this week. So for now, we're just going to go ahead and swap these two, and then I'm going to have to figure out what to do with the flex. So we've got P. Ryan, we've got Kamara. You're obviously leaving Terry and Debo Samuel in as your top wide receivers. At tight end, we're starting to decide between Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard, actually, at the starting tight end position. Now, you know what's fucked up? Someone went back and commented on a video I made about how like Dallas Goddard was going to be a bust this year. And like Dallas Goddard has been pretty fucking terrible. But Dallas Goddard is also like the tight end seven right now in fantasy football, which is pretty fucking mind bending considering the guy has 13 catches through four games. I actually want to I'm going to go after this video. I think I'm going to sit down for a little while and run through like the last five years of tight end production, at least through the first four weeks and compare the top 10 tight ends over the last five years. Cause this year looks disgusting. Actually the top guys are performing pretty well, but the fact that Goddard is the tight end seven right now with 13 catches on the year makes no fucking sense. He is 18th in receptions. He is 18th in targets uh, his yardage, I guess, is up there, like top seven, maybe. And he ended up, there's just no one scoring touchdowns, really, at the tight end position. I don't know. It's a weird year, I feel like. But there's clearly a little drop-off. There's a little tear break over the t- after the top six guys. Um, And Kyle Pitts has really done nothing. So it's hard to put him into your lineup. They keep projecting. Every week, they project Kyle Pitts for like an absurd amount of points. Like, why is Kyle Pitts projected for four and a half more points than Dallas Goddard? Doesn't really make sense. So we're going to slip Goddard in there, and then we'll figure out what we want to do to flex here. Antonio Brown's obviously my flex number one against Miami. Um, Byron Jones missed practice yesterday. I think he returned to practice today. Miami's defense, low-key, low-key. Like, as bad as the team has kind of been this year, if you look at PFF grades, overall defense, they are number four. Rush defense, they are number eight. Pass rush, they are number nine. And coverage, they're number four. So Miami seems like a team who's kind of ripe for positive regression on the defensive side of things. Is it going to happen against Tampa Bay? Probably not. That's not a regression candidate type of team where you get your fucking mojo back. So I don't know why I'm even arguing this because it's not like I'm sitting Antonio Brown. I basically have to figure out what to do at my second flex spot. If Julio's not going to play, Shepard's not going to play, Royce Freeman is unplayable, Joe Mixon's not going to play, Deshaun Jackson I cannot put into my lineup. So I'm actually going to have to hit the waiver wire. MVS is also out. Let's see what we got here. Uh, This is a half PPR league. So Chris Evans, while you might 
try to get cute with it is unplayable right now. There's nobody at the running back position I could think about playing. Nelson Aguilar is probably my best chance here. Nelson Aguilar, Van Jefferson. Elijah Moore is coming back from the concussion, but he hasn't done anything this year, so he's not someone that you can really rely on or think about putting into your lineup. Brian Edwards, way too consistent. Tough matchup in Chicago. KJ Osborne's kind of interesting, I guess, if Dalvin, uh, if Dalvin Cook is limited again. Let's see. Randall Cobb is not not too disinteresting either. Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, I feel like the stats are going to flip this week. Cobb had the, you know, five catches, two touchdowns, but Lazard played on almost two times as many snaps as Cobb did. And we've seen Lazard have big games before. They get to play against Cincinnati. Uh, I think I like Aguilar the most out of everyone here. Uh, he's not like a big play threat, but I feel like he gives me a floor of, you know, seven to nine points. And out of my second flex spot, that's okay. If I throw like an Osborne in there or an Edwards or even like a Van Jefferson, I feel like the floor is legitimately like three points. Let's see. Van's coming off the big week. Yeah, Van's actually been pretty good more often than not. It's kind of taking over the Robert Woods role. It's kind of gross. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm that desperate. What did Lazard end up doing last week statistics-wise? Two for 33. Ugh, that's ugly. Nah, so for right now, we're probably going to take Aguilar and hope for something spicy. Uh, we will drop Deshaun Jackson for right now. Actually, we'll probably drop Royce. Eh, it doesn't fucking matter. They both stink. They both stink. Let's see. Let's look at the matchup. Went against EJ. The most annoying motherfucker alive. Dalvin Cook is going to be limited. L. Aaron Jones already lost a starting role to A.J. Dillon. L. A.J. Brown only has one hamstring. L. Allen Robinson hasn't caught a ball yet this year. L. T.J. Hawkinson's been fucking dick since week two. L. James Conner, if he doesn't get on the goal line, he's scoring zero points. L. A.J. Green's 45 years old. L. At least you have Jalen Hurts. Good for you, though. Easy dub for me here. Let's move over to the E-Town Get Down League. Let's move over to the E-Town Get Down. Now, now, now. I've had I've had some interesting uh, maneuvers over the last couple of days. I'm sitting at one in uh, two and two. I'm sitting at two and two. The whole league is, is so close to each other again. So I'm two and two here. I have, um, we're right here in terms of like points. Like I'm 10 points behind everybody. Also had like 200 more points scored against me than every other fucking player. So playing against George, who is cementing himself as the last place team. So this is a this is a, this is a team that I cannot afford to lose to. This is a starting lineup right now. We have Tom Brady, Antonio Gibson, Dalvin. My entire team basically missed practice on Wednesday. Gibson, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Now I spent fifty five dollars on Damian Williams in the blind bid on Wednesday morning, and I needed to because I have a carousel of just broken ankles at running back between Gibson, Cook, Joe Mixon. Like, all they do is break their fucking ankles. Um, So Damian Williams is getting into my flex spot for sure. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is playing if he's playing. Gibson is playing if he's playing. My flex spot number two is Chase Edmonds right now. We have Godwin at starting wide receiver. We have Marvin Jones at wide receiver two. DJ Chark is out. They're playing against Tennessee. I don't think this decision is too tough for the wide receiver two spot. The only other options are we have Ayuk against Arizona. You just can't trust Ayuk right now. There's no way I'm trusting Chase Claypool against Denver. The other thought would be A.J. Green 
who's been playing super fucking well against San Fran, who's got no cornerbacks realistically. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout of a game. Uh, but I feel a lot more confident with Marvin Jones in my lineup. What do you guys think about that? Marvin Jones versus A.J. Green. I guess their outlook's really not that different. They're both basically the wide receiver twos on their team. They're both playing against really, really shitty secondaries. A.J. Green versus Marvin Jones this week. We have T.J. Hawkinson. This is a tight end premium league. Um, I grabbed some Aja P. Ryan because I have Joe Mixon, but if Joe Mixon doesn't go, I think I'm going to play Chase Edmonds over Samaja P. Ryan because Chase Edmonds is going to catch five or six passes. I'm nervous that Samaja P. Ryan is just going to be the early down back. I'm nervous that he's just going to be a shitty version of. I'm nervous that he's just going to be a shitty version of. Um... shitty version of Joe Mixon, which is already a shitty version of a, a fantasy football player. So Chris Evans is going to get more involved in the passing side of things, which makes me really not confident with putting some AJP run into my lineup. That's going to bite me in the dick, but Chase Edmonds at least has a really nice floor of like 10 fantasy points. So I'm not going to think too hard about that. Um, quarterback two, I'm absolutely fucking dying here at quarterback two because I drafted Tom Brady, and obviously that's fine. But in the quarterback two slot, I ended up drafting in the actual draft beginning of the year, Wentz, Garoppolo, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, out of one of those three guys, we'll have someone, most likely Fitzpatrick, that can give me 18 to 20 fantasy points a game, and I won't have to worry about it. Fitzpatrick goes on the IR right away. Carson Wentz breaks both his fucking ankles. Jimmy Garoppolo pulls his calf. Like, all these guys went down quick, and there's no one available on the waiver wire. What I'm thinking is I might grab Tyrod Taylor and let him sit on my bench until he comes back because Jimmy G is unplayable right now with the calf. Carson Wentz is basically unplayable, but I don't have another fucking choice because if we look at the wire, this is a 10-team league too, which makes it shittier because there's no one available. Davis Mills, the god, Drew Locke, absolutely fucking not. I might I might pick up Taysom Hill. Maybe he gets the start if Jameis Winston struggles, you know? The problem is in a 10-team league, there's so many juicy skill players on the wire that, like, who do I drop from my bench? Like, do I drop Brandon Ayuk? Do I drop Claypool, A.J. Green? Like, I'd rather not, you know? We have one IR spot. The other spots are only for COVID players. So it's like, I want to hold on to Judy, but maybe Judy's droppable, and then we could throw one of these players who gets ruled out onto the IR and pick someone else up. The other fucking really dumb part about this league, literally no one picked up Alex Collins. I was I was debating picking up Alex Collins and I should have, but again I was like I don't know who to drop, but he's he's a must pick up player. If you're out there right now and you have a league where Alex Collins is sitting there on your free agent wire, go pick his ass up yesterday, because the news around Chris Carson is not good. Uh, the neck injury that he's dealing with right now is chronic. I would be shocked if he plays tonight, and if he does, you cannot have Chris Carson in your lineup. Chris Carson is not going to be good tonight. If he does play, there's a chance he misses multiple games. There's a chance that this just continues to bother him throughout the entire year. Uh, so Alex Collins needs to be, needs to, needs to, needs to be owned. I just don't know who the fuck to drop for him. Like, I can drop Ayuk. The problem is, if he gets going, I'm going to regret that because the weakest part of my team is the wide receiver. Um, is the wide receiver depth 
Godwin, Marvin Jones. I, I just went really heavy on sophomore wide receivers between Judy, Ayuk, Claypool. I'm like, one of these guys has to hit. Lo and behold, none of these guys have to hit. And you hate to see it. Uh, so the team, you know, we're fine, I guess. Dallas at home against the Giants, they're starting to heat up. So I love when a uh, defense gets multiple, multiple home games in a row. On the wire for defense, we have Carolina versus Philly. I don't hate that, but Jalen Hurts could always, you know, put up 350, 400 yards. So I don't really want to pick them up. Yeah, that's really all I'm thinking about right there. So that's the lineup for E-Town. Get down. We have pickled in fetal. Somehow took another L last week. Let's see what trade we got on the board here. I give up my 2022 second. This is a dynasty league, by the way. I give up my 2022 second. I get Jacoby Myers. That's kind of interesting because this is a full PPR league. Let's check out the squad. Uh, This is a full PPR league. or It's half PPR for running backs, full PPR for wide receivers, 1.5 for tight end. And I believe it's 0.2 per carry maybe. Um, So Damian Williams, I dropped my entire fab budget on Damian Williams. If you are in a dynasty league and a starting running back becomes available to you, that never happens. You know, we have 30 fucking roster spots. Like, look how many players are on this team. And I already have the God Khalil Herbert on my taxi squad. If a, if a real starting running back becomes available to you on the wire, you go crazy on it. You drop it all. You throw the fucking bands. You throw the bands like they're clapping cheeks at you. Damien Williams, cheek clapper. That would be the name of the episode if I named these things different podcast names. Um, I have Christian McCaffrey out, obviously, but I do have Chuba Hubbard. Now, I'm probably going to get a lot of questions about Chuba Hubbard. He missed out on the gar- uh, the garbage time work. Why do they have C-Mac projected for 18? Like, C- I don't think C-Mac is playing, bro. I really hope they don't push him against Philadelphia. I guess if he plays, you have to have him in your lineup. But I'm going to proceed as if C-Mac is not playing right now. Now, Chuba, I think Chuba will have a much better game this week than he did last week. I think he'll continue to see a decent amount of work. He'll get more involved in the passing game. Uh, the garbage time at the end of the game when that work went to uh, – who the fuck did it go to? I keep thinking like Mike Tolbert, some other fat running back. Whatever. The other guy in Carolina wasn't Chuba Hubbard. Jamal Williams against Minnesota is not a terrible start, but they're missing all their linemen, so I really don't want to depend on that. We have Robbie Anderson as a flex who's kind of intriguing this week because we saw him get 11 targets with C-Mac out. We have Tyler Boyd, who we're going to stack with Joe Burrow. We've got Aaron Rodgers, uh, Cortland Sutton against Pittsburgh. This is a full PPR, so maybe I consider Robbie Anderson uh, over Cortland Sutton, but I don't think I'm going to do that. What else do we got? Uh, Damian Harris against Houston. That's just a beautiful matchup. uh, Darrell Henderson against Seattle. If you look at fantasy points allowed to running backs, you have the Seahawks number three. You have the Texans number nine. Uh, Just juicy, juicy, juicy shit there for both of those running backs. And again, I believe it's .2 per carry, so Damian Harris gets a little boost up. He's going to have a bounce-back game this week. Don't don't y'all worry about that. And then again, we have Damian Williams against Las Vegas. How are they against fantasy running backs? Number six, love that. Six most fantasy points allowed to the running back position. So we're feeling confident in all of our running backs except Chuba Hubbard, really. But he's, he's basically our RB4, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, 
anything, you know, we'll see if we have any players Thursday night. Yeah. Again, if you have Thursday night players, put them into their actual positional lineups where they would start. Let me actually check my other, uh, my other players to make sure I did that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, cool. Nothing Thursday there. Nothing Thursday there. Yeah, about it, beat about it. Yo, anyone watched the new uh, the new Sopranos movie? Was so fucking bad. I can't believe they released that thing. It wasn't even like bad because the storyline was whack. It was just like such a horrible movie. Like, I wonder if they watched it before they released it. How could you have watched it? I'm mean, like, yeah, I'm proud to put this shit out. Actually, I guess that's like every video I make too, but wasn't good. Wasn't good. You know what else isn't good? My lineup and fade the fetal because this is a productive struggle team. So that shit doesn't matter. We are, we like accidentally pulled off a dub in the beginning of the year. So we're one and three. We should be 0 and four because we got hella, we got like five first round picks next year. Actually, we got like three, but we give a shit. What it do, Dynasty? What it do? This is the, the homies from the NYC league, just in Dynasty version, Dynasty form. Uh, so we're three and one in this league. We're going against FB God, who's also three and one. So it's a huge matchup. We have Derek Carr as quarterback one. We have Kirk Cousins as quarterback two. Now we can't play Baker, obviously, with the news with the torn shoulder, labrum, whatever it is. He looks terrible, and I would be surprised if he gets any better based on uh, the news. So we're gonna go with Derek Carr again. We're gonna go with Kirk Cousins as our quarterbacks. At running backs, we have DeAndre Swift and Chase Edmonds. Don't love that, per se, uh, with DeAndre Swift's offensive line basically out. Let's see what other running backs we could possibly put in there. So we have Miles Sanders against Carolina. Miles Sanders just feels like he's unplayable at this point. I sneaky like Melvin Gordon against Pittsburgh. But we have to wait to see what that leg injury he's dealing with is. And I don't think I would start him over DeAndre Swift or Chase Edmonds. Uh, was there some news about Calvin Ridley like not playing this week? Ridley won't travel with the Falcons to London. He's out. Oh, fuck. Due to a personal matter. Oh, my fucking Lord. All right, so Ridley's out. So we'll throw Debo in there. So we got Debo and DJ Moore. That's a beautiful wide receiver stack. We got Darren Waller at tight end. We're going to have to substitute Ridley in for someone. This is a half PPR league. Julio Jones likely not going to play either. We have a bunch of tight ends. So really the decision is between Miles Sanders and Antonio Brown, and I'm going to go with Antonio Brown there. Feels like an easy sit start. Miles Sanders just not getting the touches, just not looking good, just not involved in the passing game. It's, it's ugly out there for Mr. Sanders. If only we knew it was going to be a committee going into the year. Brandon Cooks as the other flex play. 
Brandon Cooks is a guy like, I mean, this is what I was talking about last week when we did this exact video and I was nervous about putting Brandon Cooks into my lineup. I was like, I was like, at any given week, Davis Mills can throw for 117 yards, and that's exactly what happened. The good news about Cooks is he's he's seen in just an unbelievably high target share and air yard share on this team. I believe he leads the league in uh in target share. Let's go. Actually, we could probably see that right now. The problem, though, is that the Texans have literally one good player on their offense, and it's Brandon Cooks. Sorry, Rex Burkhead. Uh, and what Bill does best is take away the opposing team's best offensive weapon. There's nothing to do except for game plan against Brandon Cooks if you're going against the Texans, which makes me a little bit nervous. But if you're going to get 40% of the targets, I guess we're okay with it. Uh, let's move down to... No, I hit X. Don't fucking spam me, player profile. You're so good as a website on not being spammy. Don't start now. Let's see. Targets, 39, ninth in the NFL. Yep, there you go. Right here, target share. Target share, number one in the NFL, 37.1. That's insane. Target rate, which I believe is targets per route run, number one. 43%. So 43% of the time he runs a route, he's getting a target. It's crazy. He's only in on 82% of the routes. 48th in the NFL. Hog rate number three. Deep targets number eight. Air yard chair number one in the fucking NFL. Holy shit. That's wild. So Brandon Cooks has been pretty good, huh? Pretty, pretty good. I'm going to keep rolling him out because he is the only piece of this Houston offense. It's, it's actually out of control. All right, so that's the what it do league for now. Uh, that is a lineup, I believe, for all the leagues. Let's move to um, go fade me. Let's just take a minute to talk about last week in which we made snacks our little sister 181 to 123.9 massive dub for the defending champion at Corderell and Tyreek Hill in my lineup Let's see what uh waiver wire pickups there were yesterday he's finally def- you had Devonta Smith sitting on your taxi squad sexy pats like what are you doing I guess you didn't have to play him. Oh, you have Calvin Ridley, I think. That's why. All right, so we've got Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan. Oh, this is actually an interesting sit start for me. Kirk Cousins is obviously going to stay in there. We have Matt Ryan and we have Jacoby Brissett. Now, I know what everyone's thinking. Matt Ryan, everyone's like, oh, we it, Matt Ryan is a must start this week now because he's going against the Jets and he's coming off a four-touchdown game. Well, let me tell you something. Matt Ryan still fucking stinks, okay? Oh, you know what else? With, with uh, Calvin Ridley out, I do think that makes me rethink my other lineups with Kyle Pitts again. So let me actually go back to sleeper and readjust and get Pitts back into as many lineups as I can. I want to say I only had him in thump and thrash though. It's like, who does that even benefit? That doesn't benefit anybody. Cause Russell Gage is also out. I'll, Zacchaeus, I guess, but like, Everybody stinks in Atlanta, bro. Yeah. All right. So Kyle Pitts is already in my lineup. We're straight. Never mind. I'm out here just straight lying to y'all. What else is fucking new? Uh, so we have Austin Eckler and we have C Mac out. So obviously we can't play him. We have Trey Sermon 
I feel like Elijah Mitchell is going to miss another game, man. This shoulder injury is like one of those, apparently what I've read, what I've read and what I've listened to in terms of the podcast is, um, yo, why my doctor just texted me? I have my appointment at 2.20 today. Is that 3 o'clock? Why are you lying to me? Uh, Elijah Mitchell remains limited at Wednesday's practice. Yeah, so this is like one of those injuries, supposedly, that like it either heals really quickly or it takes a really long time to heal. And clearly, it's the latter for him. So I will keep trotting out Trey Sermon, basically because I have no other fucking choice in this lineup. And uh, it's a good matchup against Arizona. Should be one where they have Trey Lanton, so they're probably going to lean on the on the running backs a little bit. So I feel fine as long as Elijah Mitchell's out, Terry Kill, obviously, Coral Patterson, the god with uh, Calvin Ridley out. He's going to fucking eat again. Deontay Johnson, of course, if he's, in the, if he's healthy, then he's in your lineup. Now the flex play. Obviously, this guy needs to get the fuck out of my face. We can go with J.D. McKissick. We can go with... Yep, that's really about it. We're going to have to go J.D. McKissick, and that's disgusting. But needs to be done. J.D. McKissick helped me win a championship in this league last year. So, you know, we've got nothing bad to say about McKissick. We're going to save that lineup. Man, such an ugly scene here. This team, this this starting lineup would be so fucking stacked if, if Cam Akers was alive, if Christian McCaffrey was alive, if Jerry Judy was alive. Oh, man, I'd be able to compete again, but I'm not going to be able to until this team gets healthy. I think Sexy Pats' team did have Calvin Ridley. So let me see if that's what the move he made was with Devonta Smith. Yeah, it's so funny. Sexy Pats, like, tanked the first two years just to build up, like, a young team, and his team is just getting destroyed this year. Robinson, Sutton, Clyde, like, all these young players are supposed to break out this year. And they're not. And Calvin Ridley, he had like four young, absolute stud receivers that are uh, the opposite of studs. So close matchup there. He has his entire team is like high floor players, which makes me nervous because I have a lot of players whose floors can just absolutely fall out from underneath them. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't even talk. I started talking about fucking Matt Ryan, and then I stopped talking about him. So so Matt Ryan's coming off the four-touchdown game, but he's going to be without Ridley. He's going to be without Gage. They're traveling to London, and Matt Ryan still stinks. Just because he threw four touchdowns does not mean he's a good quarterback. On the other hand, we have Jacoby Brissett, who's been a lot better um, than given credit for in fantasy. 22.5 points two weeks ago. Ended up with 17 last week. He struggled a little bit against Indiana. But he's going against Tampa Bay, who've allowed a shit ton of fantasy points to the quarterback position. I'm not sure that's actually a great matchup for him, though, because I think they're just going to blitz the shit out of him, put a bunch of pressure on him. Buck, six most fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. The most passing touchdowns, 11. Jesus Christ, I've only let up 13 rushing yards to the quarterback position. That's got to be a league low. Yep, the fewest rushing yards to the QB. That's weird. That's really fucking weird.
Oh boy, 49ers, fifth most fancy points to the fifth most rushing yards to quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, Cardinals, seventh most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Trey Lance, both of them running for 200. All right, well, that's the lineups. Um, let's let's talk about some new cops I, I made this week. Finally got a new pair of Ultra Boosts. Yo, if you've never tried the Adidas Ultra Boosts before, you're literally walking on a cloud. I know these these are the 5.0s. I've I've had uh, a version of every one of them, the ones, twos, threes, fours. These ones actually might be my favorite ones. I thought the ones were fucking dope. The twos were cool. Threes and fours, I didn't like much, but the fives were bike, baby. These are like if you go for walks often, like I do, you work out, you run, you, you go to the gym or whatever. These are the single, these are these are my single favorite shoes of all time. The Adidas Ultra Boost. They're sexy too. If you got a good pair of tapered jeans, they work well with a lot of different outfits and clothes. Uh, so if anyone's looking for new running shoes, they're they're very expensive. They're like 180 bucks. But in my opinion, they're very worth it. Um, what else? Oh, I just got an air fryer, too. I just got an air fryer yesterday, and I cooked up some salmon last night. And holy shit. Incredible. I, I rubbed a little uh, spicy cashew sauce on top of the salmon. I sprinkled it with some garlic pepper seasoning. Put it put it in there for like eight minutes. Mm. Mm. Air fryer. It's five five quart one, I think. I think they came in like four quart, five quart, and eight quart. I didn't know how big to do it. I didn't know how big to get it. I got the five quart, and guess what? We eating good out here. Yeah. What's going on in the chat? How we doing? How we living? DNA 4.0 for the win. Uh, so these are the DNA 5.0s, and I don't know... I don't really know what the DNAs are, to be honest with you. Terrible for your feet. I don't know, dude. My feet say otherwise. They feel good as fuck. I don't get what's funny. Ooh, ooh. Yo, I almost cop tickets to, to London this weekend. I almost really pulled trig on that to go see the Falcons play the Jets. How how embarrassing is that? Like, I'm gonna go watch my favorite American team play the team that that plays 20 minutes away from me in London. I want to go. I'm gonna go to London after uh after the season. I'm gonna do a bit of traveling. I'm gonna do some traveling. I'm gonna meet up with some of y'all. Any any of you guys that live in London or some shit. Let's go. Let's mark up. Give me Mar give me London's best marks. I'll rate the shit out of it. What else we got going on in here? Um oh, you know what? Let's play some fucking underdog games. Let's go. If you guys are not on underdog yet. You're a fucking moron. How's that? Let's check out the underdog games tonight. We've got Stafford and the Rams are playing at Seattle. Uh, wow. Darrell Henderson, 68 and a half rushing yards, 88 and a half total yards. I feel like that's an easy smash on the over. Seattle's run defense is really bad. 
we're, we're going to go with over over total yards, eight, eight and a half. He's been operating as an absolute bell cow. He's getting every touch, every goal line carry, every target. I don't see how this this line is only at 88 and a half. I absolutely love that. That's the easiest fucking smash I've ever seen. Uh, Cooper Cup, 89 and a half, man. Robert Woods. Ooh, I kind of like the under on Robert Woods, 60 and a half there. Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, three and a half recepts. Mm, they've got no running back plays because Chris Carson has not been ruled in or out yet. The problem with betting on the Seattle team is just like you have no fucking idea if it's going to be a locket game or a Metcalf game. You know, and it's easy to be like, oh, it's going to be a locket game because Jalen Ramsey's going to shadow Metcalf. But like, who fucking knows? Russell Wilson, 21 and a half rushing yards. I feel like that's a high number. That's a, that's a, I feel like they usually put it at like 15. Let's check what's Russ's rushing numbers been like this year. Uh, if y'all are not on underdog yet and you want to play some of these pick'em games, these over-unders, if you throw 10 bucks onto the uh, onto their platform and you use the promo code BDGE when you do so, you're going to get $10 on top of that. So they're giving you a free $10 to play with. Like, let's go. Right there. Bing, bang, boom. This prudence in the room. Damn it. Trying to flip this shit around. Nope. Um... So he's had rushing totals of 9, 16, 7, and 26, and he's set at 21 and a half. My instinct is to take the under on that. That's a high number for a quarterback. Like, obviously, he's a good fucking rushing quarterback. Obviously, he can get there. I don't know. I feel like more often than not, he's not going to hit that number, though. So I'm going to take the under there. So I, I I like this stack right here. I like Darrell over 88, 88 and a half total yards. Russell Wilson under 21 and a half total yards. If you throw 10 bucks down, you're going to win 30. But if you deposit 10 bucks and use promo code BDGE, when you do so, you're going to get 20 ducks, 20, 20 ducks to play with, and we're going to win 60 ducks. That's how it's fucking done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Check out some comments. I knew some of you guys put some super chats in there, and I know you, I told you, I tell y'all not to. You still do it, and you get mad at me when I don't answer it. Patterson, Debo, McLaurin, and Darrell Henderson. I can only play one. Okay. This is, this is just an unnecessary question. You can only play one because I'm not benching Diggs or Elliott. Uh, if you can only play one, I'm not going to play Patterson. Patterson's got the highest bust potential, so I'm going to sit Patterson. What, Alan, what kind of league are we talking about, man? You can't be throwing super chats in here and not telling me league settings. This matters. So if it's a PPR league, I'm going to play Debo. If it is non-PPR, I'm probably going to play Darrell Henderson. What a fucking team. You need to make a trade or something, bro. I'm sick with it. Did I miss any other super chats? Nah, y'all are learning. Good job. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Oh, we've got some people from uh, from Twitch here. What's good? Hey, bro, should I trade Dale Henderson from Antonio Gibson? Yeah, these live streams go live on Twitch, by the way, too. If any of y'all uh, are like Twitch heads over there, we use StreamYard, and it lets us automatically stream to all these platforms, so we just click it and check it off. Why not? 
I think our, I think our username on Twitch is Big Dogs Fantasy. Every once in a while, we'll play Madden against each other, like once every two years. So don't get your fucking hopes up. Here's where I stand on this question. I own Antonio Gibson in the E-Town Get Down, and if someone offered me straight up Darrell Henderson for Antonio Gibson, I would take it. I would prefer at this point Darrell Henderson over Antonio Gibson. That's probably not a popular opinion, but I have very little faith in Antonio Gibson to hit anywhere near his ceiling. We're four weeks in, and we've seen the exact role that both Gibson and J.D. McKissick have. I don't see that changing. McKissick is the two- and four-minute drill guy. If the goal line work happens to happen within the two- and four-minute drill, it's going to be McKissick's, and that's a big problem for fantasy. Rugs or Pittman in a full PPR league. I will take Pittman getting way more targets. Uh, I don't trust Rugs. Not against Chicago either. Yeah, so going to be Pittman there for sure, Daniel. Full PPR, 12 man. For my flex, who should you start? Jamar Chase or Corey Davis? Oh, two really good options, but we're definitely going to go with uh we're definitely going to go with Jamar Chase there. Uh Jair Alexander is going to be out for this week. Two really really good options though. I don't think you can go wrong with either of them, but I don't know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So go with Jamar Chase there. Kittle for Mike Williams plus Jared Cook. 12-man PPR. Uh, yeah, I would I would take Mike Williams there. If you're redrafting right now, you're taking Mike Williams over George Kittle for sure, just straight up. All right, y'all. Uh, I appreciate you coming and hanging out with me for this stream. If you're new to the channel, obviously subscribe. We do a ton of live streams, so hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Let you know when we go live. We're like 10 subscribers away from 64,000. All right? It's like the least monumental number if you could possibly pick one, but it's still cool to hit that new thousand mark every time, so I appreciate y'all. Um, this is just an absolute fucking travesty of a quote. I can't believe you wasted your money asking me if someone is hotter than Zendaya, what a waste of fucking money. Uh, I love y'all. Go check out Underdog Fantasy. Link is in the description. If you want my rankings right now, PPR standard, half PPR, you can go over to big, bdge.store forward slash community. Uh, tomorrow, Fade the Public episode. Saturday, Cune Assault. I love y'all. I'm out. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big